I will win the world to Christ. I'm not going to surrender this and this and this in my life, but these are the things that are important. Or, Charles Finney said, when he hears, you know what, it's all about the mode of baptism. If you're baptized right, you will be a true disciple. And you will, he said, you know what, it's over with. You know what you're a disciple of? A mode of baptism. When Christianity becomes all about clothing, the religion's over. Sorry, the religion's begun, the Christianity's over. It's not about one aspect of life where, hey, we're a champion, which means, wow, are we a disciple of Jesus Christ? Hey, all these aspects are important. There's, there's no one who can say, well, just throw it all out, it just doesn't matter. All of them are important. But when we get in our zeroed in focus and intense focus on one of them thinking this is all there is. The rest wipes out. We have to be careful. We don't leave it half done in our Christianity. A half done project is an extremely poor investment. Jesus turned to the multitudes and said if you're not willing to forsake everything it's not a good investment for you. I look at a disciple and say, number one, he gives up every unalienable right. And technically that's not possible. But I think we need to understand that. He gives up every unalienable right. And secondly, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. This is a passage I was studying for the last couple of weeks and find it very challenging, um, very important for me to grasp some of these things. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and starting at verse 9. There's something that he wants us to know. He says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So that is a very distinct law. These are people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, And such were some of you. Hallelujah. There were people that have been brought out of this and brought into newness of life. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He moves on to verse 12 and says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, not only are we guided by what is right or what is wrong, as in verses earlier there that was saying, these things are unlawful, these things are wrong, and if you're a partaker, you can't be part of the kingdom of God. He goes on in verse 12 and says, all things are lawful for me. Now we look at that and say, well, you just said some things are unlawful. Now you say all things are lawful. So what is this? <clears throat> Actually, I believe what, he, what he's really saying, um, all the things that are lawful unto me are not always expedient. The thing we need to understand as a disciple of Jesus Christ, not all things that are lawful for me are expedient. And Paul is saying, 
A disciple doesn't only follow moral high ground, he follows what is expedient. We're guided by his leading of what is expedient or not expedient. Expedient simply means advantageous or advisable. What is advisable? There's some things that are lawful for you that are not that's not advisable. The Lord Jesus Christ wouldn't advise you in that situation. Hey, use your liberty. It's lawful. Go do it. There's some things that are lawful, but they're not advisable. And so it comes back to if I am truly a disciple of Jesus Christ, I am someone who adheres to the teaching of another, a follower, a learner, someone who takes up the ways of someone else. So there's some things that are lawful, but they are not expedient. Um, somebody left a bunch of fat books back there. Um, commentaries, I really appreciate I think that was you, Gerald, maybe. Thank you. This thought came from that. Unlawful things ruin thousands. Lawful things used law- unlawfully tens of thousands. Unlawful things ruin thousands. Lawful things used unlawfully tens of thousands. Nobody stood up here and said you can't have the internet. You shouldn't drive a car. You shouldn't have a CD. Uh, You should never listen to music. Nobody's done that. Nobody stood up and said all media is absolutely zero, absolutely no media, no newspaper, nothing. So that means those things are lawful. The question isn't only is it morally right or morally wrong. The question is also is it advantageous for you? Is it advisable by the one you are following and learning from? Um, If we're not following Christ and learning from Him how to live our lives advisably and we're only saying, you know, is this morally right or morally wrong? More than that, a disciple is looking up and saying, Lord, how do you want me to live with these things even that are lawfully? It's lawful for you to own a car. That car can be used unlawfully and ruin your Christian testimony. It can even wreck your life. It's lawful for you to have a gun, a golf club, a bat, a job, a house, a computer. It's even lawful for you to have food. But any one of those things can become an obsession for you. Uh, Used unlawfully. An obsession. And undue indulgence in liberty results in slavery. Every time. You say, but I have my right. Okay? Undue indulgence and liberty results in slavery. Let's talk about food. Undue indulgence in liberty results in slavery. There's no one here who says, you know, food is really wrong. Uh, We should eat nothing but beans and rice. Everything else is wrong. And you know how often the Bible says overeating is sin? 
Does it say eating is a sin? You know how much overeating is a sin? Undue indulgence in liberty results in slavery. He gave us the liberty. He gave us all kinds of wonderful foods. Deep fried fish. Chips. All these great things. Sweets. But you become obsessed with food. And you know what? It's going to affect your body. And not only your body, it's going to affect your spiritual life. You say, no, no, no. See, I get really fat without overeating. How about that? And I understand... You can't look at someone and say, well, they're a little larger than I am, so they must not be as spiritual. That has nothing to do with it. Uh, there's people that can pig out, and I know some of you are here and are skinny as a rail, and that's not right. Uh, you need to be taste tested for tapeworms or something or another. Something's wrong with your DNA. Other people can drink orange juice and get fat. So it's not about looking at each other and saying, oh, they're not as spiritual, but it is saying... Overindulgence, okay? Undue indulgence in liberty is slavery. And Jesus says, if you're not willing to forsake all and follow me, it's not going to work. Your project's going to be half done. Not only does a disciple give up every unalienable right, he also follows the Lord Jesus Christ in what is expedient. That affects our media. Okay? We don't have a lot of rules of boom, 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 boom on media. Young people, the, the question is, is, are you following what is expedient? Uh, what is advisable? Well, the only people that advise me to do this are people that probably wouldn't follow my Christian life, but I kind of like it, so that's not advisable. Uh, Godly people can encourage you and advise you and help you. But more importantly than godly people is the Lord Jesus Christ through His Word can advise us. What is good? What is right to attain to? More than just looking at how can I use my liberty and still be okay. The other thing that I don't have time to do, but I'll just touch on briefly. I won't cover that point. But I believe the last part of a disciple of Jesus Christ, he keeps this in mind. Verse 19 and 20. What know ye not? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Don't you know? You were bought with a price. Uh, I, I can't even describe that price. I don't even barely understand that price of the price that Jesus Christ paid for me. Um, how someone perfect and someone holy and someone who belonged in heaven, who I would say the angels couldn't even steadfastly behold. Someone with so much glory and He came and died a cruel death for us and paid the incredible high price He paid for us. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, disciples today, most of um, the time we stress in your spirit. Glorify God in your spirit. So, 
Um, don't become angry. Don't become bitter. Love one another. And those are all spiritual things. But not only are we changing the spirit side of it, um, the Lord owns your body. You're, you're this right here. This is what we can pinch. It's His. It's not yours. As a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, that's why overeating is sin. That's why drunkenness is sin. Um, that's why we don't do tattoos. This isn't yours to just use and throw away at the end of the day. Or this isn't this flesh isn't yours to just use as you want and throw away at the end of your life. It's not a disposable thing. This is God's thing. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, that's why I lay aside those things that are harmful to the body. Um, there's so many things that we can use, that we can become accustomed to in our lives, except in our lives, I could say and should say, because we forget this isn't mine. This flesh here and this spirit has been paid for with an incredible price. And I don't own it. I'm using it for Him. You forget that and I tell you, it all becomes mush. Just, uh, and I might champion some cause or another in Christianity, but if we really forget that we're not our own, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are His and we've been bought with a price. Christianity, the Christian life, practically becomes mush. A disciple. Do you believe everyone has an unalienable right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, actually, that very thought is why America is where they are. Hey, they're happy the way they are. They're happy doing that no matter how debauched or terrible it is. If they're happy, there should be a law that you can't tell them not to do that. But so many times in my own life, I I feel like I have rights and I have demands that I can make because of my rights. And the Lord says, your agenda stops um, or you're just going to be able to build halfway. Not only do we give up every unalienable right, follow what is expedient. Why do we follow what is expedient? Because our bodies are members of Christ. It's not only a responsibility to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Friends, it's a privilege. Uh, who, who could have imagined that here in northern Wisconsin, the Spirit of God could minister through His Word to people to understand that 2,000 years ago in the Middle East, there was a man who lived and died and gave his life for the people in a little town of Northwoods Beach, Wisconsin. That blows my mind. And yet the Spirit of God loves us. The Father loves us. The Lord Jesus Christ wants that message in us. And He calls us, follow Me. We can be His disciple. That to me is an incredible privilege. It's a miracle that we even know of Him, let alone the miracle and the privilege that He calls to us. Follow Me. If you're able to kneel, would you kneel with me in prayer?
Father in heaven, I thank you for your word of truth. And I pray, Lord, that as we apply our hearts and apply our minds and our lives and bodies to know your word, to follow your word. Lord, we don't want to be people who are building halfway and then championing a point that we became successful on. And when you're calling us to higher ground, you're calling us to greater faithfulness. Um, Lord, help us to truly lay down our agendas, our rights, and and follow you wholeheartedly and realize the awesome privilege it is to be called to your supper and to your feast. And I thank you, Lord, for fellow believers, and I pray, Lord, that we would encourage one another in these last times to truly be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, willing to lay aside everything and to pursue the kingdom of God and build the kingdom of God in our little world here of Northwoods Beach. Guide us and keep us in Jesus' name. Amen. Song number 536.